Hi, you're listening to New Week number 124. This is an update from New World Same Humans, a newsletter on trends, technology and our shared future by me, David Mattin. You can find the links, videos and images in this instalment in the email where this podcast is embedded. Just scroll down or on the web. See a link in the show notes. And if you're listening to this and you haven't yet subscribed, join 25,000 curious souls on a journey to build a better future. Go to newworldsamehumans.com to sign up. Hello from a rainy London. It's a packed instalment this week. So what do we have in store this week? Microsoft and NVIDIA go head-to-head with new chips intended to train the next generation of AI models, and a clever hoax underlines a powerful truth when it comes to the war for compute power. Meanwhile, a viral tweet about viral TikToks engenders another viral tweet. The lesson here, we are living in a deeply enweirdened informational environment. And in a world first, The UK approves a CRISPR-fuelled medicine, so let's get into it. Compute Wars. This week, a glimpse of an emerging power struggle set to help shape the decades ahead. I'm not talking about a battle for land or natural resources. I'm talking here about the struggle for compute power. Microsoft announced their first and long-awaited custom AI chips – the Azure Maya AI chip and the Cobalt CPU. They're set to arrive in 2024, and these chips will power Microsoft's Azure data centers. They're intended to train the next generation of large language models. NVIDIA, meanwhile, launched its new H200 AI chip, the successor to the H100, and as many of you will know, The iconic H100 is the fuel that's driven this amazing AI moment we're living through. Huge clusters consisting of tens of thousands of H100s were used to train pretty much every large AI model you can name, including GPT-4. So the H200, the successor, is a really big deal. Meanwhile, something quite different. A mysterious company called Dell Complex announced the Blue Sea Frontier Compute Cluster, a massive offshore data center intended to circumvent the new US executive order that says organizations training the most powerful new AI models must share information with the US federal government. Dell Complex calls Blue Sea Frontier a new sovereign nation state. The announcement post achieved 2.5 million views and was accompanied by a fancy website featuring images of Blue Sea scientists at work. Tech blogs reported on the launch. But wait, it's all a hoax. Blue Sea Frontier is a comment on these strange times by an artist and developer called Sterling Crispin. But I think Crispin may be onto something. Here's the New World Same Humans take. The Dell Complex hoax was a great bit of online trickery, but it was so convincing because it taps into a deep underlying truth. Compute is becoming a crucial nexus for techno-economic, sovereign and geopolitical power. The tech battle taking shape here is just one dimension of a much broader story. Microsoft need to supply huge compute resources to their partner OpenAI to allow it to fully commercialise ChatGPT and to train the upcoming GPT-5, which Sam Altman talked about this week. So far, Microsoft data centres have been dependent 
on NVIDIA AI chips, the H100 chip that we talked about. The new Maya AI and Cobalt CPU chips are intended to change that. The broader story though, it's now clear that those nation states with the best machine intelligence will own the geopolitical future. The USA and China are now locked in a race to develop the vast compute needed to develop ultra-powerful next-generation models. Last year's US Chips Act devotes $280 billion to semiconductor and AI research. Even adjusted for inflation, that's more than the cost of the entire Apollo moon program. And last week I wrote about new US restrictions on chip exports to China, which are intended to hamper China's AI efforts. It wouldn't surprise me then if we do see the establishment of new offshore compute clusters or even the development of new pseudo-sovereign entities based around compute power and AI. As with all the best satire, Dell Complex's vision is so wild it might just come true. Can't handle the truth. Also this week, another reminder of the Hall of Mirrors that is our new and connected media environment. US journalist and ex, formerly Twitter, personality Yashar Ali went viral with a tweet about TikTok. Ali claimed that across the previous 24 hours, many thousands of TikToks had been posted in which mostly young North Americans claimed to have read and agreed with Osama bin Laden's notorious 2002 Letter to America manifesto. In the comments to his tweet, theories abounded. Some said it was a signal of Gen Z's misguided politics. Others saw conspiracy and said it was another indication that China is using TikTok as a channel for sophisticated psyops intended to destabilise the global north. We should, said those people, ban TikTok. Then another ex-user went viral with a different idea. These Bin Laden TikToks were being made and seen in huge numbers, he said, only because of Yashar Ali's original tweet. Other people said that was stupid and itself tantamount to a conspiracy theory. Meanwhile, this week, the EU decided it would stop all advertising on X due to widespread concerns relating to the spread of disinformation. This follows EU research published in September, which concluded that X is now the biggest online source of disinformation. Here's the new world same humans take. Is TikTok an app for fun dance memes or a highly sophisticated channel for Chinese cultural warfare? Is the X algorithm now giving higher priority to toxic content? Or is that just anti-Elon paranoia? Did thousands of young North Americans organically discover and agree with the Bin Laden letter? Or is a dark controlling force at work? The answer in every case is no one knows for sure. And that in itself is an indication of where we're at. The information environment that mediates our democracies has become insanely fragmented and opaque. The world's richest man has total control over a key global information channel. The CCP has its hands around another. And in both cases, I find it impossible to believe that the parties in question aren't up to some tricks. A totally connected world in which every individual is empowered with a voice of their own was supposed to create information nirvana. Those who bought that idea, and perhaps once upon a time, that included me, they couldn't have been more wrong. We need old media principles, editorial standards, and yes, 
gatekeepers more than ever, but millions in the global north are currently convinced that the New York Times and the BBC are the real problem. In this increasingly chaotic and paranoid information environment, those institutions and others like them need to adapt rapidly. Most of all, they need to rejuvenate belief in what they offer. Major edits. Huge CRISPR news this week. The UK's medicines regulator became the first in the world to approve a medical treatment that uses CRISPR gene editing technology. The medicine, Cascevi, is a treatment for sickle cell disease, a serious inherited disorder that causes red blood cells to malfunction and that affects millions worldwide. During the treatment, red blood-producing stem cells must be taken from the patient. CRISPR is used to edit those stem cells to remove the error that causes sickle cell before the edited cells are infused back into the patient. Meanwhile, researchers at the Chinese Academy of Sciences created a monkey using two embryos, with donor material injected from one embryo into another. This has been done before with simpler animals such as mice and rats, but it's a first in primates. The donor stem cells were gene-edited to express a green fluorescent protein, causing the resultant live monkey to glow a little bit. And you can see a picture of that monkey in the email. Here's my take. Gene editing technology is already enacting a transformation in the life sciences, healthcare and agriculture. This CRISPR sickle cell treatment is amazing news and there are promising early indications from trials of CRISPR therapies to cure a form of hereditary blindness and to train immune cells to fight certain cancers. Meanwhile, in September 2021, a Japanese startup became the first company to sell CRISPR-edited food. Their tomatoes were edited to contain more GABA. So, we're developing our ability to manipulate genes. The next revolution coming that ability will collide with a new ability to speak the language of DNA via transformer models, the kind of models that underlie large language models. They'll be trained on huge amounts of genomic data, and the resultant AIs will be able to discern deep underlying patterns that help us zero in on useful or rogue genes. See DeepMind's new Alpha Missense, which detects and classifies genetic mutations. Also this week, Shock news breaking late last night UK time, Sam Altman has been fired from OpenAI. In a statement, the OpenAI board said that Altman was not consistently candid in his communications with the board, hindering its ability to exercise its responsibilities. This news really is a jolt out of nowhere. Altman led the company that sparked this transformative AI moment and as such, he's been pretty much the most celebrated technologist on the planet for the last couple of years. The OpenAI board are accusing him of lying here, and given the summary firing, we can't be talking about a white lie. Two glimpses of the rumour mill. One, this is about dark power moves by Elon, who left OpenAI and wasn't happy about it and doesn't like Sam Altman. Or two... OpenAI has achieved AGI, but Altman didn't tell the board, which I think we can all agree is pretty far-fetched. That's all speculation, obviously. More news is sure to emerge. The Argonne National Laboratory in the US has begun training a one trillion parameter scientific AI. 
Aurora GPT is being trained on a vast number of research papers and other scientific information, and once complete will offer answers to scientific questions. This time last year, Meta released Galactica, its AI model trained on 48 million research papers and long-time readers or listeners will remember that I wrote about it. The model was withdrawn three days later after users said it produced false and toxic outputs. This week, the meta-engineer behind Galactica looked back at that episode. It's a really interesting interview. You can find a link to it in the email. Google is planning a massive investment in generative AI startup Character AI. Founded by two former Google AI engineers, the platform leverages a large language model to allow users to create and chat with AI characters, including virtual versions of their favourite celebrities. As regular readers will know, the rise of ai fueled virtual companions is a long-standing New World Same Humans obsession. And speaking of virtual companions, Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky this week said the holy grail for Airbnb is to become an AI travel agent. Chesky says of his vision, It doesn't just ask you where are you going or when are you going, but understands who you are and then can match you to anything you want, especially with your travel needs. Chinese researchers have created a robot chemist that could create breathable oxygen on Mars. The robot would extract oxygen from water on the red planet, but it's still not clear if it would function in the Martian environment. US startup Boom Supersonic say they're nearing the first test flight of their supersonic passenger jet. The startup said the flight could happen this year. Doesn't leave them much time. It also announced new funding from Saudi Arabia's NEOM Investment Fund, taking its total funding to $700 million. The US military will give Lockheed Martin $37 million to develop nuclear spacecraft technologies. The move is part of the US Air Force Research Laboratory's Jetson effort to create nuclear fission reactors in space. Humans of Earth, here's some key metrics to help you keep track of Project Human. The global population stands at 8.073 billion. Earth's currently needed stands at 1.81542. The 2023 Progress Blah stands at 88% complete. And on this day, the 18th of November, 401, King Alaric I led the Visigoths across the Alps to invade northern Italy. OK, computer, thanks so much for listening this week. The Sam Altman story really is interesting. News is set to emerge, I'm sure, across the next few days. And if something significant emerges, I'll try to write to you about it. In the meantime, if you found this email useful or valuable, please do consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues. All you have to do is navigate back to the email and hit the big red share button. The larger and more diverse our community becomes, the better for all of us. I will be back soon. Thanks for listening. See you next week.